0: So that's, that's been a thing for a while? Is that what you're telling me? By the look on your face?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty cool, though, huh? Very cool. That, when, when Steel Man tosses out an assist right. for you or I, that's the studio he's doing that in.
0: Okay. I learned something today. I, I like to play all my own audio. I don't know if it gets back to the whole control thing, the fear of flying, not a good passenger. Even though I'm a pretty good passenger prince on a road trip. Give me a hoodie. Give me my phone, put an AirPod in. I can cruise. Um, but I just realized that like four extra steps that I do to download it, send it, download it again, and play it could be skipped by just saying, Hey, Josh, it's right there. We That's got a big sh- Oh my gosh. I want to punch me in the face right now. We got a big show coming up today, dude. We do. We do. I. I put on – look, you know what? We don't usually start with this. I'm going to start with a positive text. Are you ready? The very first text – we're going to have a positive Friday here, people. You ready? Let's go. Burley Boomer, very first text in, happy Friday, Josh and Plank. Here's to a great show and an excellent weekend. Cheers. Now, he does have the beer cheers there. It is 9.05 a.m., but you could probably talk me into it. Cheers, Burley Boomer. All right, So, I, I put on – so, to me, when whenever there's the investigative reporting that's going on, Josh, I always imagine the like the Al Ashback hat and having press in the side of the hat, and I got a little notepad that's not this big, right, but it's a little bit smaller. It can fit in my hands, and there's writing notes, and you might have a phone here where you're kind of holding it while you're searching somewhere else. I went thorough – investigative reporting on where is our Big 12 schedule
1: okay. yesterday.
0: Now, I, I will say, I could have probably saved myself a lot of steps by just picking up the phone and calling Joe C and saying, are you as mad about this as I seem to be for some reason? And I want to make this very clear. I, It's not like we're not going to play a schedule, right? Josh, this is not. This is not like a situation where you're not going to get a 2023 college football schedule. So there's a part of me that is, I don't know, just, meh. When it comes out, it comes out, right? Because we know who they're playing in the non-con, and we pretty much know those dates. But this is a situation unlike anything we've ever seen because typically you could say, why is everyone freaking out? We know what the schedule's going to be. You're going to go to Oklahoma State. You're going to have a game against Tech at home. You're going to play. T- but it's different, right? Because we don't know. Josh, we don't know what that's going to look like with four new teams coming into to the conference. And based on some of my groundwork yesterday, I don't. I don't think T. Rowe has been wrong in his assessment and an assertion, if that's even the word, that we're going to see Oklahoma play all four of the new teams that are coming into the league. I don't think that's incorrect. And I, again, I think this gets back to something that all y'all have been talking about and that we've texted the Air Comfort Solutions text line and we've called the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, and you've um, you've checked in on Twitter at Josh on Ref at Plank Show. It might really be coming down to that fight of, man i I don't like the idea of having to play Oklahoma at home, but man, I really like the idea of this place being sold out, and I don't want to punt that. I want to be a good community citizen, right? But I don't want to punt on that. Just for the sake of hey, welcome to the league, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and whom am I leaving out? BYU. So i I talked to to one athletic director in the Big Twelve yesterday, and we got an answer on record, at least from his perspective about the importance of still playing OU in Texas. So we'll hear from Gene Taylor, the Kansas State athletic director, coming up here in just a bit. Um, I talked to a couple of insiders. I talked to Chris Lowe about it. I talked to Brandon Marcello about it. Chris Lowe coming up uh, here in probably the ten o'clock hour from ESPN, and and we'll get his perspective on why why the delay. But also with with Chris, you know what Chris covers incessantly? Josh he covers the SEC, and so our Chris Lowe conversation. While it's he broke the story about Spencer Sanders to Ole Miss, and like what's going on there at Ole Miss right now, but. Um, and then again, it gets back to what's going on at Oklahoma State. Josh, I keep I keep circling back to that Levy conversation, not because I'm worried about Jeff Levy going. It's just some of you all keep talking about it <laughs> so and asking about it. I, I, I think Chris Lowe gives us really good perspective on the very first time I can ever remember that we're talking about, a coaching vacancy that A doesn't exist, one, B might not exist, C might not even involve any involve anyone that that we're, that we're talking about, and then maybe most importantly, D is one of those few times when just the the mention, Josh, of the opportunity for. Bama fans to have someone new running their offense has just been like Mardi Gras. I mean, they're celebrating, they're celebrating unlike anything we've ever seen. So we got a lot of college football on the show today. In case you can't, are you okay with that? I love it. Happy Friday. Are you excited about this weekend, man? Are you still in that point where, and by Josh, Chiefs fan for those of you new to the show, are you in that mode to where it's like, yeah, I'll get excited when we get to the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: No, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm ready to roll. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> the postseason.
0: Um, I don't, I don't know why people keep throwing up all these stats about Trevor Lawrence on a Saturday, though. Have you seen all these starting undefeated? To pop around?
1: Hasn't lost in high school, college, or professional football in
0: a game that he started
1: on a Saturday.
0: On a Saturday, till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. I mean, I, if if you with any regularity have caught this program, y'all know that I am a. Die-hard Raiders fan. And I have fallen for the Chiefs because, A, Josh is my friend. B, a lot of former Sooners play there. I'm giving a lot of A, B, and Cs to start this show today, aren't I? One, the, two, three. This wasn't on the script this morning. But also, I, I, don't, I don't know how it can't be fun to watch what Patrick Mahomes is doing. So with that said, you would think that I would be all about the potential of of an upset for Kansas City, yeah, no, because it's not going to happen. <laughs> Stop it! Jacksonville is not beating Kansas City, and the Chiefs might put up half a hundred on them tomorrow night.
1: It would be the biggest surprise this weekend. It, it
0: would be maybe if that happens. It would be a shock. It would maybe be one of the bigger upsets we've seen, right? Based on where these teams were and kind of the the expectations around them. So we'll. We'll talk about the NFL coming up on the show, plus a a big weekend in, in, in hoops. Now, we just got done hearing from Porter Moser, the head basketball coach at the University of Oklahoma, on the T-Row in the morning show. Are we, are we putting a very challenging game against a very good Baylor team, Josh? Are we putting that in must-win category for the Sooners on Saturday afternoon? Have we? Because I don't feel like we've quite reached that point yet. And if you have delusions of grandeur and, and a run at the Big Twelve title, then yes, yes, that is something that you would say. If you if you still imagine that Oklahoma at two and four is going to win this conference, then Saturday is a must win at three o'clock inside the LNC. But all of the all the metrics still look good for Oklahoma. You know I, I I do feel like right now that we're looking at a league that my goodness man could it get everyone in <laughs> could get 8 in could, could could get 8 to 9 but while those those metrics look pretty good for Oklahoma there is one concern they have dropped to 57 in the net ranking and that's where you start getting into nail-biting time if you will so I don't know if we're in must-win territory Josh for a team to make the big dance quite yet, but I def- if you have those ideas that you're going to end up playing in the um, – or if you're going to end up winning the NCAA – the Big 12, then yeah. Oh, wow. So, Lenardi has him as one of the last four in right
1: now. I, I think the very last team in.
0: Whoa. Well, maybe this does ramp that up a little bit more. Oklahoma State's one of the uh, – Next four Next out. four after the first four, so I was trying to do math real quick, but I was too slow. Uh, they're one of the first eight out, and they're that eighth team. How about that? Oklahoma State is not the next four, but the next four out. So they're the eighth team out, and Oklahoma is literally of the last four buys and the last four in. Oklahoma is the is that final team that gets in.
1: So may, 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 maybe that changes this a little bit. I mean, it's a it's a very important game, and you'd like to win it because. It's at the Lloyd Noble Center, and you already dropped a couple of conference games versus both Texas and Iowa State in the LNC. And eventually, you're going to beat some of these good teams in Norman. But uh, is it a must win? No, it's not a must win because you've got a trip to TCU coming up right after it. You play Alabama in Norman right after it. And Oklahoma State, we know it didn't go great in the second half this week. But guess what? That's a winnable game to start the month of February at West Virginia, already have, uh, have beaten those guys. So it's just because there's so many opportunities on the schedule to enhance your resume, no, it's not a must win, but it'd be really great to get.
0: The next three games for the Sooners are against the teams that – scroll up just a second there, Josh. I didn't have the uh, – the next three games against the Sooners are against a, a top 15 team and the team that's currently number four in the country. You get Oklahoma State in there, what you add is is a team that beat you already this season. So what a wild three-game stretch for OU. And it starts, uh, wait, 21-4, sorry, I keep forgetting the Baylor game. 21st-ranked Baylor, 14th-ranked TCU, 4th-ranked Alabama for your next three games. And then you add in, we're like, oh, exhale, you play Oklahoma State, they're not ranked. Yeah, well, they beat you. They beat you probably as handily as you've been beaten in the Big 12 so
1: far. Oklahoma has 10 games left versus ranked opponents. 10. Got to win half of those? If you do, you're probably in pretty good shape. As long as you don't, you know, lose every other game versus the Oklahoma State's, West Virginia's, and Texas Tech's of the world. Tell me how much sense this conference makes. Just just real quick on a non-OU
0: note. TCU goes to West Virginia. What do we say TCU was ranked, they're a top 14 team. Mm-hmm. Arguably have some of the best wins in the league this season. But in the same vein, Josh, their loss is a hard – I mean, they lost a game to Iowa State that they were in firm control of in the final minute and somehow lost at home to Iowa State, who is also a very good basketball team. But TCU goes to West Virginia and gets housed – now, in fairness to TCU, a game that was 52 to 35 at one point was actually a one possession game with 514 to go in the game, which I guess also magnifies how weird this league is. But West Virginia smokes TCU. And oh, by the way, Josh, heading into that game, the winless West Virginia Mountaineers were favorites. They were favorites over TCU. I, I know the joke with this league is always with the NBA, but Josh Helmer, this league—help it make sense to me because it makes zero sense right now. What's going on in this league? It's tough to win games. Tough. It's brutal. <laughs> brutal. All right. Um, it's nine seventeen. Do you want me to go through some of my investigative reporting when we come back? Absolutely. What do you got? Let's hear it next. All right. We'll do it next uh, with Josh on Plank. Why are we not in possession of a Big 12 schedule yet? Uh, I asked some MUVAs and SHAKES, and we'll get their answer right here on The Plank Show. All right. Welcome back into The Plank Show right here on The Ref. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit from Chris Lowe from ESPN on the show at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. And what else do I have for you guys? Gene Taylor. Thank you. Did you find it? I've got it on the Big 12. Okay, so over the last two days, I'm not, like, overly hot about it, right? It's not like I'm, I'm spitting fire. Fire! But I am I'm, I'm very intrigued as to why, Josh Helmer, we don't have a Big 12 schedule yet. And... So I started – a lot of athletic directors have have spoke on this, right? We've heard – I'm trying to follow the train here. So it started with the fact that we turned the calendar and we still don't have a Big 12 schedule. And, And then the athletic director from UCF comes out and says, it'll be next Tuesday. And that was like the first week of the new year. I'll get it on the on the tenth or seventeenth, and then all of a sudden, I don't. The Big Twelve got to him and is like, "Bro, no, this thing isn't coming out." Hey, new at guy. At that point, shut, shut up. It. Then Kirby Hochut comes out and says, uh, "Last week of January is what I've been told." Then there's a report that says it's not even going to be until the middle of February, which I got to be honest with you, one of the UCF insiders said that a while back and everyone kind of scoffed. It was, it was, I guess, more than anything else, a, kind of one of those reports that came out where it's like, oh, stop. There's no way it won't come out until February. New guy. And now all of a sudden it's January 13th and we still don't have anything as far as the Big 12 schedule is concerned. So, uh, can, can we play um, Brandon Marcello first is that okay or will that screw up anything
1: yeah you just okay. want
0: I've got a full cut there. It's like what two minutes minute and a half I've got like 14 minutes
1: and 43 seconds
0: well that's not the Brandon Marcello that I put in the system <laughs> oh obviously we are already having issues with me trying to put things in the system so far all right well then let's just go with Gene Taylor and I'll try to uh, fix the Marcello one during the break um Here's what Gene Taylor, the Marcello athlete.
1: Marcello on the Big Twelve schedule? There you go. I've got it. Like buck okay. fifty nine.
0: Perfect. Look at us. Look who else is talking to Brandon Marcello around here? What are you people doing? All right. All right. Good, good, good. Order is restored on the Plank Show. In hour one, by the way, which is brought to you by Van Who's Fence, VHFence.com. Let Mark and Tess help you out to have your Fence spring ready. 405-735-1167 or vhvince.com. Okay. So, wait, did I say January 13th? I'm sorry. January 20th. Thank you. My bad. I apologize to the 918. I looked up at the schedule and looked down real quick. I told you. It's one of those Fridays. No, no, no. It's a Great Friday. I just, I have been so off. I tried to call off for work um, on the Big 12 show for next week. Next week. I was like, hey, I need to be off. And whenever I called off for next week, Josh, I called off for the 18th. Oh, no. So then I had to furiously and feverishly pick up the phone like, no, no, no. No, no, no. So here we sit on January 20th, and we still don't have a schedule. One of those Fridays on the calendar. It's either the 6th, 13th, 20th, and I'm pretty sure it's not the 27th because I would have missed my wife's birthday. Here's what Brandon Marcello said about what he's heard um, with the Big 12 schedule and why we don't have it yet
2: kicked around some theories what, what do you think why why don't we have a big 12 football schedule for 2023 yet i
3: don't think there's any conspiracies to be had there um in fact you sit back and there's some other conferences that still haven't done it the pac-12 finally announced theirs um today actually um i was told that they were maybe going to release it last week and they hit pause on that and there was some Still some things going on out there about maybe Colorado trying to play a week zero game against Arizona state. And then uh, <laughs> there was some drama going in the 11th hour on that, that ended up putting a, a kibosh to it. Um, what do you guys think? Why do you think they're, they're, they haven't released it yet? It's not too crazy to me. That it hasn't been released, but what do you guys think? What's, what's the word?
0: It's a great question. I don't think it's that they have it done and they're holding it off. Um, yeah, I also wonder if there's some conversations to be had because with four new teams coming in, Brandon, do you have yeah. OU and Texas play all four of those teams, and then you've got to take an <laughs> OU-Texas game away from an Iowa State or a Kansas State or an OSU? I mean, I feel like that there's some really tough conversations that are being had. To be honest,
3: yeah, well, those have been those have been going on for quite a while. Yeah. I think there will be somewhat of a compromise with that. I don't think that the Big Twelve office is going to. I hate to say the word, but screw OU and Texas as hard as they, they could possibly could uh, going into this next year, which will probably, as we know, probably end up being the last year for OU and Texas in the conference. It's looking more and more like they'll be out and in the SEC in 24. Um, but I, I, I think you will see some interesting things there potentially. I don't know exactly what, but I based off the – conversations that were being had back in vegas back in when was that early december mid-december mm-hmm. at the at some of the beatings there it sounds like there'll be a little bit of a compromise there neither team is going to get uh the, the uh with the the, the farewell treatment so to speak
0: <laughs> you buy that brandon marcello 24 7 sports longtime arkansas auburn dude now covers college football in general you buy that they're not going to hose ou or texas here
1: yeah, I do until okay. I see the schedule and they've hosed Oklahoma <laughs> and Texas here. But determine what is hosing Oklahoma and Texas for me. <sighs> However many weeks without a bye week, right, would would maybe be one. Sending both back to Lubbock.
0: Yeah. I mean Maybe
1: sending Oklahoma back to Fort Worth. I mean you can't There's probably going to be an item or two on this schedule that fans don't like because of the built-in challenges of adding four new teams, and it's just not all rosy and cozy to make last year's schedule add up with this year's schedule. You're cutting a couple of teams out that you've played regularly. You're adding these new schools. And, oh, by the way, one of those trips that you made or somebody you welcomed in last season, that's probably happening again just based on the numbers not really adding up relative to the schedule that you're playing. Hmm. Hmm. So all of that is to say you're I mean it's it's a schedule. You're probably not going to be totally satisfied, and there's going to be parts of it you're going to love. I mean,
0: so you're playing nine conference games, right? And that's a really good point. Like what can you do to hose them? Like if you're in this situation where you're trying to stick it to Oklahoma yeah, and Yeah, they're Texas, not playing nine road games. Right. They still have to have a and and you have basically what four home four away because you have the neutral site game I don't I don't know Josh that's a really good question Define hosed in the in the sense of I maybe you guys can help me out on the air comfort solutions text line today if if you're the big 12 and you're trying to stick it to Oklahoma and Texas because they're leaving what do you do right I think I got stuck in my head the other day that we went to Stillwater this year so I was like oh maybe they'll send him to Oklahoma State a second time. Well, they're they're going to OSU this year, but you know, Teddy has said that he doesn't feel like Oklahoma State wants to play that game. So I don't I don't know, Josh, if that's something to where Oklahoma State doesn't really care to have the OU game on its schedule this year. But that gets us to a conversation I had with Gene Taylor. Gene Taylor is the athletic director at Kansas State.
1: He's got to be feeling great up after the Jerome Tang thing. I got to
0: tell you something. Um, there is a clear number one on the depth chart, and it's Joe Leon. and it's not just, it's not even close. And he's the best in the biz. But I've kind of, kind of thought about this going around the Big Twelve. Obviously, Chris Del Conte's really good and started at TCU and has done nice things at Texas, even though he start, started wondering about the Chris Beard hire and what happened there. And listen, it's not like Sark's necessarily lit the world on fire yet. I really like Kirby Hokut just because he's got Oklahoma ties. Jamie Pollard's good dude. But Gene Taylor might be number two in the Big 12 right now. Behind Joe C. in ADs. And so I asked. Here's the question I asked him. Is it it important for Kansas State to play both Oklahoma and Texas in 23? Is it important for you, knowing this could be their last year, to play OU and Texas in 23? Here's what the Kansas State AD said.
2: In 2023, I mean, we'd love to play at least one of them if we could. Um, obviously, with, with four new schools coming in, to be able to play both of them when when they both have to play, you know, their arch rivals, Oklahoma State and, 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 and Oklahoma and Texas and all those, I don't know physically if it's possible, uh, but certainly it would be great to have one of them on the schedule in 2023. And we're going to know, you know, probably here in the next uh, few weeks, hopefully.
0: Two. Can you just kind of give us a little bit of insight, Gene? Has there been contentious discussions about that? I mean, is it as important to other schools to say, hey, we had Texas coming in this year. We had Oklahoma coming in this year. Does does that factor into these types of conversations or no?
2: They've not been contentious at all. It's it's really just about making sure everybody's on the same page and 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 including Oklahoma and Texas and how we continue to move forward. And so they haven't been contentious. Everybody's like, all right, we'll we'll wait for it when it comes out. We'll be ready for it to come out and and we'll go with whatever you know lands on our table. We'll have a chance to look at it and make sure whatever schedule comes out meets the general principles of you know how many home games, how many away games, those kind of things. But Um, I think all the ADs feel pretty comfortable and are patient with, uh, ready for it to, we'll be happy when it comes out so we can move forward. But in the meantime, we're going to wait until it does.
0: There was two things that jumped out there, all right? Number one, a team like Kansas State is preparing not to play either OU or Texas. And Oklahoma would have a trip to Manhattan this year. Texas would be scheduled to host. Kansas State. So, I wonder I I wonder if that would be one of the th- four road games the Sooners will have this year. Because to me, you're for certain playing two we think, right, of the new teams on the road. So that means there's only two road trips. Who gets it? Baylor Oklahoma State, Kansas State, or Iowa State, and it would be my understanding, or it would be my thought, that you know Oklahoma State, based on what Gene Taylor just said, Josh, Oklahoma State is going to play Oklahoma, because you know, he mentions it and says, you know, you got Bedlam there, so that's a, that's a major rivalry that still needs to be played. But is that is that kind of what you see that we're looking at one of those four spots or that would then be 3, right? One of those three spots being the the final road trip for the Sooners. Iowa State, Waco, or Manhattan.
1: And if he's going to and probably a, it's Manhattan. You would think so, right? Because that on paper is the best television game.
0: Right. I guess that does lead to the idea that you can go ahead and boot the chance
1: that they get sent back to Fort Worth. The the uh the trip to K-State makes sense too because you welcomed K-State in here last year. So it's not as if the True. Big 12's, you know, pulling one over on you. And then, technically, right. you played those guys here last season. And and then
0: in the final two years, Kansas State has had a home game with both Texas and Oklahoma. It does kind of hose Iowa State. But I'm not – off. I remember Iowa State was in Austin this year,
1: so I would assume Iowa State probably
0: still gets its home game with Texas.
1: I thought just this phrasing in general was kind of interesting.
2: They've not been contentious at all. It's, it's really just about making sure everybody's on the same page. And, and...
1: I don't know what that means. Everybody's okay. on the same page in regards to what? And then he, he expands to say, you know, just some generic – Everybody gets, you know, the same home games or road games or this or that, but what does that mean everybody's on the same page? That's what I'm curious about there. Can I give you a few guesses when we come back? You may.
0: I'll use the help of the Air Comfort Solutions text line to 405-651-3439. Investigative reporting. Where is our Big 12 schedule? I wish we had some fancy music. Our report continues next right here on the So in our last segment – we started diving into a few people that I talked to to try to get an answer about the Big Twelve schedule, where it is, why it hasn't presented itself to us yet, and uh, and again for me, I think I, I'm in the same boat with a lot of people, but I'm uh, it'll get here, it'll it'll get here, but I asked the question, or you would ask the question, Josh. What does he mean by? We're all aligned and we're all on the same page, right? Or not the question, the uh, the, the answer to the question. Right? Sounded
1: like this. <laughs>
2: They've not been contentious at all. It's it's really just about making sure everybody's on the same page. And, and
0: There you go. So here's what I think. Here's my personal opinion. I feel like when they say we're all aligned, it's the understanding that, hey, Oklahoma and Texas are going to play BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. That's where I think there's the align. We're all aligned that that's the case. Now it becomes, you know, Oklahoma's gonna go to two of the newcomers, Texas is probably gonna go to the other newcomers. I would imagine Oklahoma goes to Cincinnati and BYU, and I would think that Texas that they would go to, to Houston and UCF. Though I, I could see Texas to BYU and OU to UCF just throwing it out there. If the Big Twelve were smart, they'd put Oklahoma at UCF. That's just me. Uh, with the Dylan Gabriel tie,
1: do you balance trips to BYU and UCF for a lot of these schools? I think so.
0: You have to. Those right? are the outposts. Those those are your outliers, right? Uh, but of course, West Virginia too in that.
1: Yeah, good point.
0: But here's what I would here's what I would say. I think that's where they're all aligned in that. Okay, we understand. We get it. We we get why we're in this position. That hey, we're all on the same page. Those four teams are going to get to play OU in Texas. And it's going to cost at least two of us a home game with them. And now, how do you balance that? You just – is it that Gene Taylor, hey, at least I want to play one, right? And I would assume for Gene Taylor it would be, I want to play the one that's coming to Manhattan, and that would be Oklahoma. Uh, Here's a couple of Air Comfort Solutions text on it. They're pretty good so far. Uh, Let's see. This was from Camo Sooner, first in today, who writes – I think the big issue of the schedule for fans is travel. A lot of fans like to make arrangements for away games months ahead of time. Well, you are talking about in – where's BYU? Why did it just blank? I know it's in Utah. Provo. Thank you. In Provo, Utah, in Orlando, Florida, in Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, those are three trips that you're probably going to want to fly to. You know, those aren't necessarily destinations you're like – Pack up the family truckster. Let's go. Do you know how much it sucks to drive to Cincinnati? I've done it twice in the last six months. It's terrible. Um, And nothing against, you know, potentially driving through the land of Lincoln. But driving through Indiana, brutal. Brutal, Josh. So, there's that. And then, you know, you add to it just trying to make sure that your financial. Not all of us are loaded. A lot of us have to plan for things like this, and maybe it's more than a th- than a two- to three-week planning period. So, yeah, I, I hear that a lot, too. Brazilians – oh, by the way, go ahead.
1: And that goes for home games, too, by the way. Very true. You know, we, true. we pencil that in for the road trips, and that's easy to do and that makes sense, but there's a lot of folks that like to know, okay, this game is this week on the schedule in Norman. I mean, on and on and on. It's not just away games.
0: Right. Um, Looking at
1: you, TV. Give us a kickoff time.
0: Brazilian Sooner, a nice little double dip. Don't care what our schedule is, just call the game fair. And I actually like a hard schedule. Gets us ready for what is coming ahead to better competition in the SEC. Hmm. I like it. Jesse G writes, "Is uh, Is a clear officiating mandate of giving us no calls, not hosing enough? I hate when people complain about officiating. I used to call high school football, but at an entire conference with one holding call for us, come on, man. I uh, I still can't believe that's real. It is puzzling there There is a part of me that that is going to have to go back through every game and see that for myself. I kind of feel like someone said that. And because we just all take everything as there's no way that can be real. Well, and I know it is.
1: At the time, whenever that, I think there was one or two games left when that started making the rounds. There was only one holding penalty assigned to an opposing offensive lineman, and that was factual. Now I think they had four holds that were altogether. Declined. Yeah, that that maybe weren't totally accepted. Now that, but that. That was including wide receivers, though. There was right. one, one thrown on offensive linemen. Wow. Um, I asked, in, in the
0: eyes of the ref army, what is being hosed in the scheduling process look like to you? Uh, got two really good answers here. This is from first time texter from the 405 away games in Houston during hot months, away games at BYU during cold months. I don't know, dude. It gets pretty hot in Norman. (laughs) But that's a different... What do they always tell you? It's a different hot down in Houston. I don't think we're playing Houston. In in Houston. I think Houston's probably going to come here. Would be my guess. Um, I think they really want to put Texas in Houston. I think you want to... If if a Texas fan was listening to this show today, they would text in and right away, it would be, yeah, we don't want to go to Houston. Now, even though... If I'm Texas, I kind of want to go to Houston because I think they'll take over the stadium. I think there'll be infinitely more Longhorn fans there than there are Houston fans. Just like um, I I go back and forth with with Gabe on this. He's like, no, Oklahoma should never play at Tulsa. I'm like, why not? It's a short trip. You take over the stadium. There's infinitely more crimson in the stands than there is blue and gold. And, oh, by the way, there's a lot of people from Tulsa that – You know, that trip's – listen, I'm talking about bad trips. That trip down the turnpike and the Oklahoma Turnpike Authority has done everything they can to make it a little bit more pleasant, but it's not fun, especially when you do it every Saturday for the better part of, you know, your life (laughs) or daily. It's like, ah, here we go. Here's the slowdown for no reason because this trucker won't get out of the left-hand lane while he's trying to pass going up a hill. Ah, Here comes the unnecessary – uh, One-lane construction for half a mile. If oh, here's the potholes. Here's the, here's the um, turnpike stop in the middle that's closed when you're heading north for some reason or east for some reason. Sorry.
1: Tulane looks like a nice little 2024 opponent because, obviously, great season. Just beat Kansas State, sure. USC. But generally speaking, if you're playing Temple, Tulane, Illinois State, UTEP, New Mexico, okay, there, there's SMU with all peace and love, San Diego State's a future opponent. If you've got those teams on the schedule, yes, you it's can okay play. It's okay to play Tulsa. Yeah, you yeah. can play Tulsa. In, in,
0: in Tulsa, too. It's
1: going to be a, a crimson out. It's, it's going to be incredible. None of those games, by the way, do much for me. But if you're going to play them, which college football is going to play those games, then whatever. Sure. Yeah, Tulsa's fine.
0: So I've never really understood the whole, well, Texas doesn't want to play Houston. I'm like, why not? Texas won't go play Rice. Why not? If I was Texas, I'd play Rice at Rice every single game or every single non-conference. Um, but, yeah, no, no, I just I don't think that having to go to to Houston is a thing for, Tol- for Oklahoma right now. And then Chapstick writes, in my mind, hosed equals traveling to the new teams. So, okay, well, if it's two of the four, is that okay? Because I feel like I that's so. what's going to happen.
1: If it was four of four, I think people would, yeah, be upset. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, quick break. It's 9.50 on a Friday. I told you, did a little digging. You know, obviously, this is a big story outside of one person. No, it's – I like this. this. This is the text, and this almost got blocked, but it's a new me. It's a happy me. Must be a slow news day. Couldn't care less when the schedule comes out or who is on it. Another thing that no one can control. So, I can't control who wins the football game on Saturday or Sunday, so should I not talk about that? <laughs> I can't control what's going to happen in the OU-Baylor game, so because I can't control that, Let's should, not I, talk should I not talk about it? You should not. Number two, though, I will not block him because he actually used couldn't correctly. Now, if it would have been could care less, would have been gone.
1: There was a, a scroll up. could care and- less. Something else was referred to as a slow news day as well prior. so Seems like
0: he's got one bit, right? When someone doesn't talk about what this man or woman wants to hear, it's slow news day. It's a big story. It's in, in our world, in OU football, it's a big story. There's no Big 12 schedule. I did a little digging for us, tried to find out why. We still don't have answers, but we're hoping sooner rather than later. Now, when we come back, we got hoops tomorrow. What did Porter Moser say about Baylor with T-Row? We'll share it next right here on The route. So, Porter Moser was on with T. Row as we get set for OU and Baylor on Saturday afternoon inside the Lloyd Noble Center, and it is a talented Baylor team that's coming to Norman. Big time, big time guard-on-guard guard matchup. Maybe. Wait for it.
4: And here we go. You know, with those those three guards, they're, they, they, they present such a problem. They all can shoot. They all can score. Think about it in like uh, Keontae George. Or the fans of the country are seeing it. He'll be a top-ten pick in the draft. He's leading the Big 12 and scoring at 22 a game. He's spectacular. Um, he's McDonald's All-American out of Texas. Um, and then uh, uh, Flagler, Adam Flagler, he's been on the national championship team. He's been, you know, him and Akinjo were the pair last year. It's, it's kind of Flagler's team. He's averaging 17. Just terrific passer. He's also averaging six assists. Uh, elite passer out of ball screens. Um, and then L.J. Cryer. Is another one of the guys that have been in the that had a national championship ring, and they're, they're so big inside, you know, six eight four man, six eleven center. Um, they run really good offense. Um, he's one of the best offensive coaches in the country. The way they, they constantly change and flip screens, just offensively, uh, to stop them and slow them down and get them out of rhythm because they can shoot, they can they really can score, and our defense is going to have to be at its best uh, tomorrow.
0: You know, it's it's interesting because where Oklahoma has struggled at least from thine eyes, is whenever teams just spread them out and say, all right, one-on-one, let's go. We're going to take you. And, Dave, and that's something Baylor is really, really good at. I mean, all all of those guards can take you off the dribble, and they're all really talented. We'll hear more about this matchup coming up. Plus, Ginny Baranchek on a huge game. Bedlam on Saturday night inside the LNC. It's the Plank Show.